guys have any local pubs that you frequent? Anything like that? Oh gosh, I, <laughs> I I can think of so many, but you know, as a as a musician, um, we often find ourselves in in less than less salubrious places, and uh, certainly. Yeah, what well, a telltale sign of a place like the Dirty Duck is you kind of walk in the bathroom and you're already like in a puddle of pee. You know? <laughs> and there's a mint flavored condom machine that's rusty and probably untrustworthy, and so you're just get out of there as quickly as possible. Dude, you go to some places, man. <laughs> Wherever the music takes you. Exactly. So I didn't introduce you yet. This is oh, Sam. Yeah, Sam. Howdy. Yeah. So this cat I talk to quite often on the Twitters. Uh, he has a lot in common with Jeff and I. He loves metal, and he loves baseball. One I of the do. smartest dudes I know. <laughs> Sam from Connecticut. Tell us about yourself, Massachusetts. man. Although you oh, Massachusetts. You would think Connecticut because of how many freaking concerts I go to in Connecticut. But I am from Massachusetts, yeah. So, um, yeah, my story is a little funny. Uh, actually, So you have uh, – front row tickets to priest i do i saw them in uh at the oakdale um in on the 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 last leg of the 50th tour um and oakdale's in connecticut and uh, i had gotten tickets and they were in row b but what i didn't realize was row b was actually the first row because they clear out a space between row a and the barricade Um, right so this time i was able to get row b again um so I'm looking forward to that. Um, I've seen him a handful of times. I saw him on Firepower. I saw it twice on the on the 50th tour. But oh gosh, yeah, I'm looking forward looking forward to that. Um, great band to see live. I mean, it's just so much fun. Such a good time. So uh, as far as the new Priest record, looking forward to that. What do you think? I mean, so far it's great. I, I think, um, and I'm sure we'll touch on this a little bit more when we talk about Trial by Fire. But I think that. The biggest thing that I've noticed between Firepower, the Elegant Weapons album, and what we've heard so far from Invincible Shield is you can really hear that Richie and Andy synergy coming together to make something really special for everybody else to kind of do their thing on. Um, And I'm hearing that real sonic signature. And so I'm super excited. I can't wait to hear it. How about you guys? Jeff? I am very, very excited to hear the new album. Um, <clears throat> Firepower was, to me, their best album since Painkiller. Uh, the moment I heard it, I loved it. Redeemer of Souls was kind of, to me, a prelude to Firepower because they tried to speed it up, make it a little more aggressive. and then, But the, the songwriting wasn't quite melding the way firepower did and the production was 20 times better on firepower and really brought forward the guitars um so i'm hoping that continues on this album and uh the first song which can't think of the name of right now that they released panic attack panic attack Attack, was fantastic and continues in that the second one uh i don't like as much as panic attack but i i i it, it it's going to be, a, it would be a good album track. It, it wouldn't be a skip for me. Sure. So Jeff and Jay, I'm curious um, what you think, um, you know, looking at firepower, looking at what we've heard so far, does it seem, I mean, 
do you hear sort of a changing of the guard in terms of kind of who constitutes the lead guitar player in the band in a similar way? Well, yeah. Um, it's, I don't know. I'm not a musician like you, but I don't know how much from the first two releases uh, from Invincible Shield, I don't know how much Glenn is on there. I don't know how much uh, Richie's on there. Mm -hmm. um, of course, Glenn has uh, guitar credits on sure. the album. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Can you hear a difference? I'll I can certainly hear parts that would sound like they could have been Glenn, but 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 what I'm hearing a lot of is a lot of kind of like Richie's signature little bits, right? Um, and that's not to, to shortchange Glenn or anything like that. I just it's 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 been interesting because I think that's a lot of what made you know Jeff to your point. I think that's a lot of what made um, Firepower different than Redeemer. I think Richie was probably more like the um, second fiddle um, on that album. Whereas he's probably getting getting a little bit more room to breathe on Firepower and on Invincible Shield, which um, which is cool to hear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So from what I've read, it seems that uh, Glenn kind of for Redeemer, uh, Glenn had I think I read he had six or seven songs ready to go. Um, so even though Richie had been playing. Uh, on the epitaph tour and they were all real comfortable together. I guess he was playing with them for a couple of years before they got into the studio to do redeemer. But I don't know how much input he had um, as far as the songs. Cause like I said, half the songs apparently were already ready to go by Glenn. So to, to what you said, yeah, by the time they got to firepower, it was a full collaboration. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. So, you could totally hear that. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I, I just hope it's not uh, kind of like Redeemer or Firepower Part 3. There there are some differences in these two songs, um, but a lot of the songs, I hear a lot of Redeemer and a lot of, uh, well, I hear a lot of Reunion era Um kind of in the structure of the songs, kind of like uh, Halls of Valhalla, Spectre, Hellrider, Dragonaut, uh, Sword of Damocles, uh, stuff like that sounds kind of as far as structure and sonically, um, maybe songwriting to a certain degree, but it sounds a lot like uh, your basic reunion era uh, priest. I don't see a whole big difference. But again, this is only two songs, so. Yeah, and Jeff, you know, you made a, uh, um, you know, kind of a, a valid point that I tend to agree with, which is that Firepower was not only the best album since Painkiller. I'll add to that; I'd say it's one of their best albums ever. I'm not sure they can top Firepower, um, but uh, I, I don't see what, any reason why they can't make a great album. I think. I, I, I think they're probably actively trying not to do that, but sometimes it's like thinking, try, try not to think about elephants, right? Like it's easier said than done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, as far as I, I know, Glenn is kind of the, <coughs> excuse me, kind of the dude that puts everything together. Um, 
So, I mean, you could hear a lot of his influence, like I said, as far as structure and, and all things like that. So I just hope that um, the new record has a lot of differences. Um, and so far, I'm not really hearing them, but I'll there are a the, lot of songs. The one really positive difference that I've heard. So the first time I heard this was on the second leg of the 50th tour. The second time I heard it was a power trip. And the third time I heard it was listening to the two new singles. And that was how Ian was mixed. Um, we're actually hearing him a lot more clearly to my ear. Nice. Um, which I think is good. I think it's really good because he's doing, I mean, yeah, he's, a, you know, he's not shredding, but you know, his, his low end is a real important part of their sound. Yeah, for sure. So did you guys hear that little like 20 pin, 20 second snippet of the new song when they, uh, Judas Priest released the full track listing? Yes. Um, and when they released it, they had a little 20 second snippet. And I think that friggin' song rocks. I like that. I like the sound of that a lot. It sounds different than Panic Attack and Trial by Fire. You, you it guys was hear an that? Excellent teaser. I'm very looking forward to hearing the entire song now. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Yeah. So, um, they, well, since we're talking about it, we might as well go through the track listing of the new uh, Invincible Shield. They start off with Panic Attack. We've heard that. Then The Serpent and the King. Then the title track, Invincible Shield. Number four, Devil in Disguise. Now, that sounds awesome because it reminds me of Ripper, the, the song The Ripper. You know, I'm a nasty surprise. I'm a devil in disguise. So I'm really looking forward to that. Maybe a Ripper number two. Of course, Spectre is kind of supposed to be, supposedly, like a Ripper number two, but I, I don't see it. So maybe this one is kind of like that. I don't know. Uh, Gates of Hell, Crown of Horns, As God is My Witness. So like three right there that are kind of have religious overtones in it, um, at least to my thinking. Um Trial by Fire, number eight, Escape from Reality, which sounds pretty cool. Sounds like a, sounds like a Black Sabbath song, that one. Yeah, exactly. And this one sounds like KK's Priest, uh, the number 10 track, Sons of Thunder. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, number 11 sounds like an Aussie song, Giants in the Sky. Yep. Fire in the Sky. <laughs> so that reminds me of that Ozzy song. And then uh, some bonus tracks, Fight of Your Life, Vicious Circles, and The Lodger. So 12, 13, 14. So there's 14 songs. What's the deal? I don't understand the bonus track thing. I mean, if they have 14 songs that are good enough to release, why do they call the last three bonus tracks? Why don't they just release a 14-track album? Speculation would be to uh, have multiple releases of the same album. Kind of like, with yeah. The main tracks, some with the bonus tracks. Um, right. Shows a marketing thing. Uh, right. Potentially. They've, Those could be B-sides from the singles that are coming out. You know, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's true. 
And it's totally a, a marketing thing because um, like on Redeemer of Souls, they have that those five bonus tracks that they made into a EP. Um, what the hell is that called now? I've forgotten. But they made that into an EP with those five bonus tracks. But according to the website, when you look at the website, all the different um, types of things you can buy as far as the new album, Invincible Shield, there are a lot of different packages that you could buy. So that makes perfect sense what you're saying, Sam. Mm -hmm. All about the money, honey. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be awesome. I'm really yeah. looking forward to that. Um, another thing that I noticed is the artwork that they released with that 20 second snippet um, is kind of the, the winged angel, like on the cover of Sad Wings of Destiny. Um, you have that winged angel dude. And then uh, some of the artwork on uh, uh, Painkiller also has that same character, the winged angel, uh, on it. So I don't know if Devil in Disguise has anything to do with um, kind of the, bringing that character back. And if the 22nd snippet was, in fact, the beginning of Devil in Disguise. Mm. Don't know. Something to ponder. You know, I thought yeah. that that image looked like it reminded me of the um, of the backdrop that they use in the second half of the Firepower tour. Um, you know, the the particularly the face, but um, yeah, I'm sure a lot of the art and artists are, are similar. Could just be similar themed, but but yeah, I'd be curious to see what's you know if there is a more kind of tied in meeting. As it relates right, to right. meaning as it relates to the kind of canon of Judas Priest. Right. And in some interviews, you hear Richie uh, talking about Sad Wings of Destiny, how this album kind of harkens back to the 70s stuff in certain aspects. And then, you know, with Devil in Disguise and the artwork, it just kind of really makes me excited to see if they do, in fact, some of the songs. Uh, kind of do kind of harken back to the the 70s which is my favorite era of priest so i'm pretty friggin' excited about it likewise very much so trial by fire the second release or single from invincible shield of course that's coming out march 8th of next year so what do we think about trial by fire Eight out of ten. Maybe Eight seven out of, out of ten. If if uh, Panic Attack was a nine out of ten, this is a little less exciting for me. I put it at like a seven or eight out of ten. So, uh, Jeff, you got to go with the Hellions. That is our measurement. So, oh yeah, se sorry. Seven out of ten Hellions. Yes. <laughs> for Jeff. <laughs> seven out of ten hell and you gave uh, uh panic attack nine out of ten hellions i believe so nice sam what are you thinking man so i'm gonna give um so so i actually give panic attack seven and i would give trial by fire eight um so a little bit backward but um you know we're in the same ballpark um i i like trial by fire a little bit more um not sure why. I mean, I can think of a few reasons that are just notes I took, but um, 
Yeah, I really liked it. I also really liked the video. Um, yeah, the video's cool, all black yeah. and white. and Yeah. And I think that, I, you know, I may be reading too much into this, but based on the lyrical content and the song and the video, I think it matches up pretty well. Yeah, that's true. Um, I kind of dig the, the fade in. Uh, it's kind of reminiscent of Judas Rising or Halls of Valhalla. Kind of yeah. like where there's a, a fade in. Uh, then you get the church bell and kind of the, the church choir or the whatever, the chanting or the all, you know. I don't know what you call that. but um, That's why I wonder. I wonder if I not to cut you off, Jay, but I wonder if you and Jeff drew any parallels between both the, the musical and lyrical content. Like, is this a parallel to Salem Witch Trials? Is this a parallel to cancel culture? You know, I'm just, I don't know. Well, I have a lot of notes. I think the song's about Jesus Christ. Okay. I mean, it makes perfect sense. Um, Now, the first verse, shot down in cold blood, didn't know my name, no one understood, so I took the blame. Uh, Where I left my mark when the system fell... You were in my grasp, hid behind your veil. So mm-hmm. I contend that the first verses are about the Apostle Peter, who betrayed okay. Jesus three times by claiming not to know him when Pontius Pilate's thugs were looking for him. Didn't know my name, um, referring to the Apostle Peter, I think. Uh, no one understood Jesus except for his apostles and his other followers. Um much like a lot of the uh, priest lyrics, you can interpret that as not being understood as a gay man as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so much like the, the the character of Nostradamus, which in my book is a metaphor for a gay man too, but mm-hmm. that's, that's for another episode. Um, so Jesus left his mark before his persecution. His followers were in his grasp spiritually, and his betrayers hid behind the wall of devotion or hid behind the veil. That's my interpretation. I'm not a religious guy. You've sold me uh, on it. (laughs) That's just what it screams out to me. Um, And it goes back to when we were discussing the uh, track listing for Invincible Shield. A lot of religious overtones. So in the beginning, musically, you get the church bell, you get the monks chanting. Uh, it it kind of paints a religious atmosphere, which immediately made me think of uh, the struggles of Jesus and the apostle Peter uh, betraying him. And, um, of course, Judas ends up betraying him as well. And I think the second or third verse i'd have to look at my notes is is about judas actually so found and abused branded by branded a liar falsely accused trial by fire oh no that, that's not the judas one no that's the the first chorus which which is another thing i don't know if you could really call it a chorus because each chorus is different i mean the first the first part Bound and abused, branded a liar, I've endured trial by fire. And I think and that's then, when the chorus starts, is after trial by fire. It's just the instrumental chorus, I think. Yeah, and then, mm. like, chorus number two, 
after trial by fire, it goes into committed no crime. In my innocence, I have endured trial by fire. And then the third chorus, um, it goes into all that. Um, so, I mean, each, each chorus is a little different, mm -hmm. but the same meaning. Yeah. Yeah. Never what thought of it that way, but it makes perfect sense. What do you think, Jeff? I don't have the religious background that you do, so that kind of overshot me. Uh, I didn't really put any too much meaning into it. Uh, uh, I think Sam said something about cancel culture earlier or the uh, Salem witch trials. Mm -hmm. Both of those could be it. I, I think it just kind of, to me, it felt more like a rage against oppression. Um, and that's kind of just the feeling I took from it. Yeah, yeah, I could see that totally. And the Salem witch trials, as far as what you're saying, Sam, connecting mm -hmm. to the video aspect of it, the mm -hmm. kind of the video aspect of it, especially being in black and white and kind of in the woods and mm -hmm. everything, kind of brings that home. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that that's really interesting. I never thought of that aspect of it. It's probably maybe it's all of the above. You know, I mean. Could be. It I know good at uh, creating lyrics that can be examined from many different angles. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, I mean, Rob is an expert at that. I mean, they're they're so vague. They're they're his lyrics are so meaningful and powerful, yet so vague as far as the interpretation. I mean, there are so many different interpretations. Um. You, you you can take out of his lyrics there you know it, i mean if you had 10 people in this room 10 different people would have 10 different views of the exact same lyrics so that's that's one of the things i love about rob yeah. you're right yeah absolutely so yeah, yeah musically sam what what, um, what do you like about it well i you know first thing i noticed was the six eight time signature which is um, not something, I mean, I'm sure there's other pre-songs with six, eight time signatures, but they're pretty four, four bands. So, um, for those listening who don't, um, know a, a whole lot about time signatures, which I'm sure most of you do, but you may not. So, uh, you know, four being one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. In this case, we've got one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. And then in, during the verses, we're kind of going a little bit against that. Right? Um, and it definitely gives you a little bit of an offset feel. Then as we merge into the bridges and the chorus, it sinks back into the time signature. I thought that was pretty clever um, because it's it's a risk to do a 6-8 time signature song as a, as a big release because it doesn't have that boop, 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 kind of like, um, you know, really um, that, that sort of four by four feel. Um, but I think it worked out really well for the song. A couple things I noticed, um, Richie used a couple, uh, he did a couple lead parts and a couple rhythm parts that sounded like um, not his usual guitar setup. Either he was playing on his neck pickup with a different amp, or maybe he's using a Stratocaster or something like that. 
Um, again, uh, the, the the audible bass was a big a big part of it for me, but uh, I definitely heard a lot of Richie. Um, I like the, the use of the six eight time signature. I think it, it fit really well. Um, <laughs> felt a little bit, um, you know, it's very noticeable, but but it, it it sort of synced in with the song as it went on. Um, so I was pretty excited to hear them kind of go in and try something out like that. So are there any other bands or any other songs you could think of that uses a six eight like that? So so um so Iron Maiden does it a lot. Um so let me think of an example. Um let me just pull up my um so like Blood Brothers, which is a bit of a waltz. So um bones 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 where blood brothers, right? So that's sort of a six eight. Um, and a uh, waltz. That's cool. Yeah, I never yeah, thought of it that way. It's a waltz, and um, and it's basically just it's it's there's a, a few different ways you can count it. I mean, suppose you count it as two sets of threes. Usually, they count it as six eights, but the six being how many quarter notes or eighth notes rather, um, and the eight being the value of the note, so an eighth note. So there's six eighth notes per um, per measure. Um, so uh, Maiden does it a lot. Priest Priest usually sticks around the four four, um, pretty consistently. They do a lot. They they take it to the absolute limits, but but they stick pretty close to the four four. Um, so it was cool. It was definitely cool to hear. That's why we have you on, Sam. It's friggin' awesome. Us, Jeff and I, not being musicians, would have never thought of that. And calling Blood Brothers a waltz is really cool. That was actually Bruce Dickinson who did that. He uh, oh really? The first tour when they first played it, he said, "All right, it's a little heavy metal waltz, so clap along like this, clap 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 clap," and that was the um, the Blood Brothers heavy metal waltz. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, one of the things I noticed is I really dig how the guitar follows the words in the <laughs> verse. So there's one guitar chugging. And the other is kind of following the words in the verse. So it really kind of accents the words and brings them to life. Uh, I don't know if you notice that or if that's just me. Or, no, 100%. Yeah, I, I dig when they do that. I dig when they do that. Um, kind of, and the riff kind of in this song becomes part of the chorus, kind of like Bloodstone. You know, when you're bloodstone, yeah, you you have to sing with bloodstone. I mean, there, there's just no other way around it. So the, the riff or the music is part of the chorus to me, mm-hmm. kind of like free will burning, free will burning. I mean, you can't sing it without the and I think there's a lot of that in uh trial by fire which is really cool i think that yeah and, and that's sort of a um you know as old as as old as contemporary music like the, the sort of origins of it um really what it is is call and response right bloodstone right so and that that is um kind of a hallmark of blues music it's a hallmark of you know, rock music and it, it really brings something profound and interactive within the band um to the sound of the song I could totally see that. Cool. So, yeah, I, I um, let's see. We have a, a seven out of ten Hellions from Jeff. 
we have a what'd you you'd go eight out of ten Sam? Eight out of ten for me, yep. Yeah, I think I'm gonna stick with Jeff, maybe a seven out of ten Hellions. So I I like the song. Um I think I'm on your page, Sam. I think I like it a little better than Panic Attack. Mm-hmm. But I'm really looking forward to the album, and I'm especially looking forward to Devil in Disguise. Um, I, I think if that is, if that was the 22nd snippet, that's going to be badass. And if we kind of go back into the 70s a little bit, that would totally make me happy. Agreed. Cool. Yeah. So we were just uh, in the process of thanking Sam for being here. It's been great. Much appreciated. I am honored, uh, honored to join you too, and uh, and get a chance to do this. Awesome. We'll have to have you on again, man. This was really cool. I love your insight coming from a, a musical background. I love your passion and and your love of the priest. Likewise, this has been great. And I think we lost Jeff again. Uh-oh. Oh, lost power again. So, uh, all right. So, thanks for joining okay. us. I hope you had a good time. I had a great time. Thank you so much. Nice, nice. So I want to thank Rob Halford and Martin Popoff. I want to thank all of you for listening to the Judas Priest cast. And always keep defending the faith.